Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist based in Kansas City. And I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy good conversation about love, heartache, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over and probably listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. I was really happy to book this guest. I have been a fan of this company for a while. I don't give a shit what kind of pushback there is out there about this product. I fucking love it. I got to speak with Francis Tang, who is the founder of Awkward Essentials. Used to be known as Come and Go. It's a cum sponge. Dripstick is the semen soaker for your vaginal canal. The reasons that I enjoy this product are explained in the episode, but just so you know, if you're already going, why is that necessary? Look, truth be told, it is not necessary. It's just a comfort product. It doesn't prevent pregnancy. It's not a medical device. It's not contraception. Some of us in this world that practice insemination in heterosexual relationships simply don't like the feeling of cum dribbling out of us, okay? I don't want messy panties later. I don't want it on my thigh when I wake up in the middle of the night, all right? I just want to be able to clean it up before the mess happens. And for me, sitting on the toilet is not something I want to do. As Francis pointed out in the episode, you are not actually supposed to push it out. I have long fingernails and I don't think that a solution that was offered of just putting your finger inside of yourself and digging around and like pulling, no, thank you. Uh, and then I don't know what, what's the other option? I sit up in bed and I put a washcloth between my legs and I'll wait for it to fall out. No, no, thank you. A medical-grade sponge is the option that I choose. (laughs) I don't really understand why this product is so controversial to some people. It's really just as straightforward as it is a comfort personal care product that people who practice insemination might like to use. That's it. In this big, beautiful, wide world, we've got so many personal care comfort products that aren't necessary and... Ain't nobody taking to Twitter or creating TikTok videos to complain about them. Okay, so if you don't like the same thing that I don't like that I mentioned, you would probably want to try Awkward Essentials Dripstick. Full disclosure, I am an ambassador for them, so the link that's in the show notes will give me a little kickback if you order some product. But as a clinical sexologist and a certified sex coach, I don't support any products that I don't personally believe in. If I give you a lube sample, it's because I think it's the best lube. If I hand you a drip stick, it's because I think that it's fabulous. If I recommend a porn site, it's because I've looked at it myself. If I recommend a sex toy, it's because someone that I know or myself have tried it. I've looked up the company, the quality product, all the things. I only recommend good shit for y'all. My next workshop is coming up on March 29th. It's Clitoracy 102. This one is for clit lovers. I don't care what you have between your legs. If you love clit but feel like you could learn a few new tricks, this one's for you. If you are a clit owner, you might certainly learn something, but this is more for your partner. Topics include closing the orgasm gap, understanding anatomy, asking for guidance, 
learning to intuit what their body is saying, and more. You can go to my website, openthedoorscoaching.com, and click on the Workshops tab. You'll see that workshop and all the other workshops coming up soon in my Better Sex series. You can even still purchase a ticket for any workshops that you've missed, and you will get access to the video recording. Ticket prices vary, but if you are a listener of Keep Them Coming, I've got a discount code for you. Use KTC2 to get a discount on any of my workshops as a podcast listener. What else is coming up? Hey, I just submitted my April article for the pitch. It's a 420 issue. I mean, come on, of course April's going to be about weed. I wholeheartedly believe that cannabis helps enhance sexual experiences when done correctly. So I reached out to Ashley Manta, better known as the Canisexual. And she granted me an interview. It was, ah, I feel like I made a new friend. I definitely feel like we're kindred spirits for sure. I admit I can't just rely on my own anecdotal evidence. I needed to talk to an expert. Be sure as with every month, I hope every month you're grabbing a copy of the pitch after the first of the month, but please do be sure to grab a copy of that. It'll be on newsstands after the first of April. And check my socials if you want to see the digital version. I always post links when that is available. If you want to stay up to date, get on my email newsletters. I've got my safer work or my dirty bird. Dirty bird's definitely going to give you a lot more adult content. So if you want the sort of uncensored version, sign up for that one. As always, if you have a question or you want to become my client, send me an email. Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N at OpenTheDoorsCoaching.com. All right. On to the episode. My guest on today's episode of Keep Them Coming is nicknamed Captain Awkward. I'm joined by Francis Tang, who is the founder of Awkward Essentials. And I am a big, big, big fan of your product and a big fan of you. So thanks so much for being on this episode with me today. Thanks for having me, Kristen. So some of my friends and some of my clients know exactly who Awkward Essentials is, but... For those that don't know, please, please tell us a little bit more about your company and the product you went viral for last year. So I'm the founder of Awkward Essentials and our core product is Dripstick, which is an after sex cleanup sponge. The entire purpose is to absorb excess cum um, from the vaginal canal. It just was something that bothered me personally for a really long time. And I couldn't find an efficient solution, right? Like everyone on the internet would say like, use a towel or like, use an old t-shirt, which is totally fine for the outside. Um, but for Mm me, it just, it took a while for it to come out. Like that's just personally how my body worked. And, you know, it got to the point where I would like jump in the shower after sex, I would use my finger, I would scoop it out. And it was, it was a lot. And I'm like, okay, there has to be a better way. So (laughs) the the inspiration for the product, it actually came from baking, um, from a rubber spatula. So scraping cake batter out of a bowl. And anytime I did that, I would think, wow, it'd be so great to have a spatula for my vagina to get everything (laughs) out in like one fell soup, the same way that I'm like using my finger. Mm -hmm. And so it did not manifest into a spatula. Dripstick is a medical grade sponge with a handle. There's absolutely no additives. It's only meant to be used if there's excess semen, not any other time. And um, yeah, that's our core product that the internet feels very strongly about. 
Well, I feel very strongly positive about it. I got to say that what you said right there about sometimes it just takes a while for it to come out. That's exactly how I've described it to my friends and clients. I had a couple people, even a fellow sex coach, give a little pushback. One of the first times I did a video about your product, because again, I personally just love it. I have long fingernails. Reaching up into my vagina to scoop out cum is not fun. I don't do the the discs. I don't do the diva cup. I've tried them. I just, I tear up my insides. It's not fun. Um, and, and I just don't find that actually to be effective. Even if I do have short nails, it's not a solution. And I don't enjoy all the shit in my underwear later. I don't enjoy waking up with it dribbling down my thigh in the middle of the night and having to find something to wipe up. Like, it's just not fun. But every time I have used your cum sponge, no dribble later, no mess. Like my man is even trained now. He gets one out and hands one to me. <laughs> we only do insemination a few times a month because we, we do, we do the calendar method because mm-hmm. I'm in my 40s and we're waiting for his vasectomy. It's coming soon. But yeah, he, <laughs> he gets one for me and tosses to me like, thanks, babe. I appreciate it. Um, and I do love your new and improved handle design. But Thank definitely you. when I'm, when I'm covered in lube too, like it, it got a little challenging to do the, the twist action. Yeah. But thank you for your product. Seriously. I love it. I really love it. No, we're so glad that you found us because you found us very early on, which is mm-hmm. incredible. Um, and so we do really appreciate it. It's, it's nice to have champions in the space. Absolutely. Oh, I got to show you how much I love you. I've got a couple of your stickers on my laptop. <laughs> I've got the donut with the like, Come glaze dribbling. That's like my favorite. The donut is my favorite it. one. <laughs> I love it. People point it out sometimes. I'm like, if you know, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I've given away samples at networking events, actually, just not to like just strangers, but to people that I know. And then usually the next month they come back, like, oh my God, that thing's awesome. I'm like, right? It's a good icebreaker if you're at an event. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes, I'm sure it is. So, I mean, you, you started this because of like personal experience, but, um, I mean, what's your, what's your background like that made you decide, Hey, I'm going to invent this product. I mean, did you already have a background in product development and entrepreneurship? Like what, what made you decide I'm going to just do this? I've had a lot of jobs. I think most entrepreneurs and founders will probably say the same thing. I've had like over a dozen jobs. I mean, I, loved and still love starting things and that beginning part. Um, and so the intention was not to create a company around a cum sponge, but I, it was just something that I personally needed. And I was always interested in creating a business that was a little bit more scalable. Um, I mean, I remember when I first started talking about the idea, like a lot of people thought I was crazy, which totally makes (laughs) sense or did not understand the product. They thought it was some kind of suction, like snot sucker bowl Mm, or like like a a wipe. Like there's a lot Mm. of assumptions about it being a wipe. And it's interesting because no matter how many times I would say like, oh, a porous sponge to absorb with a handle afterwards, because it didn't exist in the world, it was just so hard for people to understand, um, which is totally okay. And so I actually went through a really small business accelerator in Los Angeles called Grid 110. I think they have a nationwide program now. Mm. Really incredible. It's a nonprofit. And um, 
there was when I learned the best way to talk about the product and to pitch the product so that people could understand what it was. And so I offended the least number of people in the room. I think we still <laughs> offend people in the room. Um, but if you're talking about anything having to do with bodies, genitalia, human sexuality, someone in the room is going to get offended. It just, right. Yeah. And it's like someone who like usually has kids too. And I'm like, oh, so you don't, how did that happen? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. You didn't use your, okay. <laughs> um, but no, I, so I basically learned that the best way to talk about it was like as a personal problem, right? Like I have a husband and we have sex and then that is what it is. And I just didn't like it. And then, um, in terms of people understanding the product, I took a gamble and I ordered 20,000, which was like the minimum at the time I spent like half my savings. And it was your very much like Silicon Valley's startup story where mm -hmm. all the boxes were in my parents' house <laughs> and that's where I was fulfilling everything from. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess it's genetic. My dad's also an entrepreneur and a founder. So, um, gotcha. not only has it always been an interest, but it, it runs in my genes. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. I figured you probably had something that was more entrepreneurial based rather than, um, anything else out there, but yeah, you definitely, You've had like some, some stuff go viral, especially I think it was your first big campaign with the, the Twinkie people <laughs> might recall the cum sponge and the, the Twinkie because holy shit, I got sent that video so many times and I, I shared it myself actually in a few groups online. I was like, yo, okay. Everyone's talking about this video. I have tried the product. It's amazing. And people's reactions were just like, I'm sorry, what? But yeah, what was that like having that blow up for you? So in my parents' house with these 20,000 cum sponges, no idea how I was going to like market them. Um, I looked on Amazon for an anatomical plastic vagina because, <laughs> you know, people didn't understand how it works. So I was like, okay, how can I demonstrate how it works? Let me look for like, you know, something anatomical, but they're so expensive. There mm -hmm. was like only two, they're incredibly expensive. And yeah. as a um, sugar addict baker kind of person, I was like, okay, well, how else can I demonstrate how this works? So grabbed an iPhone and, you know, bought a box of Twinkies and just, you know, filmed a really short video to demonstrate, okay, it's going to remove the cream from the Twinkie and people should get it. And um, threw it up on a website that I hacked together by myself. And the next day we actually went viral in the UK and mm. I wasn't shipping to the UK yet. I was expecting to ship maybe like one or two boxes for the month if I was lucky, right? Like just marketing. Um, but Huffington Post UK picked us up and things just went crazy. <laughs> and my friends had to come over to my parents' house. I had to pay them in pizza. We're packing boxes. Like only one guy really knew how to use a tape gun because he like had a warehouse. Like it was chaos. <laughs> um, going to the post office to multiple trips, like ship out all these cum sponges. And it was absolutely wild because I remember that day, like that week, I think there was over like 30 pieces of press on us and people assumed we were this like company, but it was just me in my parents' house. And I was getting DMs from people. They're like, we have sex in France too. Why don't you ship here? I'm, like, I, I'm, so, I'm just one person. Um, and so that was an incredible proof of concept. And that's where the Twinkie, it really just from not having enough money to buy 
a real anatomical um, vagina. Well, sometimes necessity breeds invention. So, you know, you just got innovative with that. I love that you used the Twinkie, actually. I think it was the perfect analogy. We still use the Twinkie and like other baked goods um, to this day because also we're, it's kind of our personality is very cheeky and we do like leaning into the humor aspect. I mean, it's a consumer product. It's, Mm -hmm. it's something that happens and sex in general is so taboo. You know, people are already so uncomfortable talking about it. And here we are, we're like, well, what about the after like more awkward sticky part that they don't show in porn or romance novels or TV or anywhere? Like, let's talk about that. And so we do lean into that humor aspect. Yeah. Well, and food is very sensual and sometimes sexual as well. So I think that food makes it easy to make the analogy, especially in media without it being too over the top. Like it, as you say, it offends the least amount of people. (laughs) Well, actually our food, it's so interesting because our food analogies have offended people. Um, ironically enough, but really, yeah, I, well, I mean, it's the internet and someone is always offended about something, but we've gotten like, Oh, like vaginas have been compared to food for such a long time, like beef sandwiches and like stuff. And we're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it seems kind of like a stretch because a lot of people still use like fruit, right? Like half mm-hmm. cut fruit. Yeah. Papayas and yeah. bananas so, for a penis. And mm-hmm. yeah. So we have, but we have had people who are like offended that we're using food as well. <laughs> I mean, okay. So, but what they're asking for is something that's simply not possible in modern media the way that it's structured. We don't live in Europe. We we can't just come forth and say the thing. We have to beat around the bush. Yeah, it's it's so it's a tough it's a tough balancing act. Hey, I get it. I I mean as a sex coach, it's not like I'm putting ads up on Google and Facebook yeah. all the time. I mean, I I actually can't really put ads up on Facebook very often. I'd be very very pointed uh, in particular about what I say. Usually yeah. using a lot of asterisks. Everything we do has to get like manually approved and our videos are taken down all the time. And, or they're like, this is nudity. And they're like, I'm wearing a white t-shirt. <laughs> do you, I mean, yes, I've had my fair share of videos deleted from, especially TikTok mm-hmm. um, for the, what is it? What do they phrase it as adult nudity and sexual content? I think is how they phrase it. Um, so a lot of my videos these days just say, this is for educational purposes because looking through their community guidelines, I can put a lot of things up as long as it's for educational purposes. You can even have nudity if it's for educational purposes. So I have found that on several videos that have gotten taken down with that on that, they've gotten restored. Oh, that's a good, um, sex tech hack. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So anyone you're talking to out there, if they're also struggling with that, I mean, cause that's often what we're, we are doing, you know, we're not on there putting naked bodies, having intercourse. Yeah. We're trying to educate people about their bodies and human sexuality. And the fact that it's taboo doesn't mean that it's sexual content, it's right. sexual content in the fact that we're talking about sex, but what they're getting at with sexual content is things that are inappropriate. Yeah. And we are not saying things and doing things that are inappropriate. Yeah, it's it's so tough because a lot of those platforms are also like run by bots that are doing mm-hmm. the, you know, the initial screenings or if someone on TikTok is offended, they'll like report the video. Yep. It's, 
Yes. I know I had people recording there for a hot minute. Anyway. Well, speaking of people kind of getting offended, uh, I feel like I and some other content creators on there had to jump to your defense a couple of months ago. Gosh, has it been about two months now since that all happened? Yeah, December. Yeah, so there is a, I don't even, again, I don't feel like giving her a platform necessarily on here, but there is a pretty popular gynecologist who came at y'all on TikTok and you had quite the experience. Um, I want to talk about it from the sense of, you know, I've heard some objections again to the cum sponge that I usually assuage. And she brought up some of the similar objections, but again, with her huge ass platform, y'all had quite the windfall. Like, can I ask what, what was that like for you all to have a, a huge content creator put the spotlight on you all in, in not such a great way? It was painful. I mean, we're a very small company and I think a lot of people don't realize that. Um, but Uh, you know, this is my first child, this thing that I created. And I spoke with so many gynecologists and nurses and as many people as possible when creating this. And at the end of the day, it's, it's a consumer product, right? It doesn't, there's no additives. It's only for one purpose. And I do understand that oftentimes it gets misconstrued if you don't take the time to understand it, or there's an assumption that it's like a douche or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so Um, we had people just coming for us on every channel, like hundreds and hundreds of comments. And there was like nothing we could really do or say. So if we didn't respond, then we were hit with like, oh, this company isn't responding. They don't care. And if we did, we were hit with like, oh, they're lying or they paid this person or that's not true or anyone can buy a white coat. And so, um, it took a huge, huge emotional and mental toll on our whole team. I mean, because we're small, because we're so close, we work so closely with this. Mm -hmm. It was, it was really, really rough. And even the other girls on our marketing team had a hard time scrolling through those comments. I mean, some people were going directly to their, like our girls, personal, profiles and like attacking them. And Mm. it was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a fun thing. Um, and this particular creator, I've reached out to her in the past and she's never responded to me. And so, Mm. um, now now that's the thing, if you're going to come after a brand, at least you owe them the opportunity to engage in conversation with you afterwards. You're like, Hey, I, I want to have a dialogue with you about this so that you don't have this conception or you know preconceived notion about my product. And you're telling people about like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was really, it was really frustrating. And it, it just felt like there wasn't anything we could do. And because we didn't, we don't want to commute, communicate anything that isn't true, or that might insinuate something that we can't for our own protection. So there were so many things that I think, you know, we wanted to say, but it just, we couldn't. Um, and so this person coming after us under this banner of being an expert. Um, yeah, it was, it was really, really painful. Well, yeah, I'm, I said it before we started recording, I'm really sorry that you had that experience and it's so strange, isn't it? That we live in these kinds of times where this, (laughs) this one person who's, 
built a little army behind them, says something. And then all of a sudden everyone just comes in like a hornet's nest. that has been disturbed. That's really what I saw. I, I came into it like two days after one of your videos popped up kind of addressing the situation. Then I had to backtrack and find out, but I kind of, I had an idea of who it was before I even was backtracking, trying to figure out what, who the content creator was just because she tends to be like that about some things. But when I watched her video, uh, okay. For the audience listening that hasn't seen this, the, the things that this other creator was addressing was things saying like that the sponge couldn't really be sterile. So it could be introducing things into the vaginal microbiome that would be bad for it. That could potentially cause like bacterial vaginosis or whatever. Um, also, um, so yeah, it was about like it being sanitary. What else was she bringing up? Just the, oh, like the tiny micro tears it could create because it's a sponge could irritate the lining of the vagina. Then you could be more susceptible to STIs. I mean, those are the main two I remember. And I was just thinking, okay, one, it's a little bitty sponge. All right. Um, it's, it's not super scratchy, but if you haven't been using lube during that sexual interaction, your vagina's already got micro tears in it from intercourse and you're already going to be susceptible to STIs from that. So what the sponge isn't going to do anything different than what's already been done. So like, let's get rid of that one. Um, with it not being sterile, I mean, it, it's, it's a medical sponge. It, it's in a nice pot, unless you've opened it up already and set it somewhere. It's pretty sterile. And, and plus how could that be any less sterile than say a hand that was unwashed that was inside of you or under guys aren't great about washing their fingernails or women, maybe well, we're not using this with women, but, um, although it could be someone that's a penis owner that identifies as a woman. So there's that. Um, but let's be real dudes. Don't clean underneath their fingernails very well. Most times and our mouths, if they performed oral, oral sex, our mouths have plenty of bacteria that could disrupt the microbiome and condoms disrupt the vaginal microbiome. So I just felt like she was trying to bring up things she felt were logical, but in real world applications, this, this sponge isn't doing something that either is, hasn't already been done to the vagina or like, it just made no fucking sense to me when you actually added things up. But then I got called a pick me for defending y'all. Oh, <laughs> that, that was gosh. some of the comments I got on, on the video. Uh, I'm sorry. Jeez. People, <laughs> I mean, like just people can be awful on the internet. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we see things and I'm like, would, do you want to come to my house and just say that to my face in real life? Like, would you do that? Like, of course they wouldn't. Of course they wouldn't. Uh, I mean, again, I just felt like it was undue attention to a small business. And I, I hope for her sake and her karmic energy that she wasn't thinking about the impact it would have, but I think she probably knew exactly what was going to happen afterwards. And it was kind of disgusting to me. I, I really lost a lot of respect for her after that. Yeah. It, I mean, there's a pattern, um, that we've seen with this person and a lot of our friends in the space have had the same thing happen, uh, which is it's, um, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Because I used to see her as someone who was out there being that advocate for sexual health and women's vaginas and her people's vaginas. And now I just, I'm kind of like, they're just a bully. I mean, and some of those things are right. I mean, it's so hard because like, 
I think that there's some information that is, is good. Like we don't, sex education is awful in the U S. And so if someone can leverage their platform to teach someone, Hey, you should pee after sex. So you don't get a UTI, <laughs> you know, like that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's sometimes it goes really far. The, um, companies or people that it affects are, yeah. I would hope that it's other types of companies and people that are doing actual bad things in the world, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Go after some of the corporations that are polluting our waterways and that are lobbying our government to ease restrictions on pollution and fossil fuels and don't want to do the green new deal. Yeah. Go after those people. Please, please don't complain about how a cum sponge is a single use product and it's bad for the environment. So are condoms. So is dental floss. So are toothbrushes. However, nobody's telling people to not use condoms, floss, and toothbrushes. Ugh. All right. End of rant on that one. <laughs> uh, well, I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to know about some of your future plans for the company and what you've got in store for Awkward Essentials. It's time for a quick break. I promise it'll just be a minute, so stay tuned. I'll be right back after a few words that help me get paid. Back from the break. You know, one thing that I thought about, I forgot to ask you, when you first invented the dripstick, how did you get people to, to try it? Like, did you have some test subjects? Like, how did you get them to get on board with this idea that you had and give so it a try? I used, I used the initial 20,000 that I had ordered and I just gave them out to people. It was a very slow process. It was not, it was very slow and I'm not going to lie. I like, it was hard to gather as much data as I probably would have wanted to say if it was like a food product or something else, that's a little bit more common. Um, and so a a lot of the tests was actually just seeing if anyone was willing to put their credit card down for the product Mm. in the first Mm -hmm. place. And, um, thanks to that virality we had, I found that people were, which was incredible. And the reviews that we received, even just after that first iteration were way better than I could have imagined. I was expecting maybe like, oh, three stars could be better. And there's, we're still continuously making improvements and there's always going to be changes that we want to do and improvements that we want to make based on everyone's feedback. But even that first run, I was surprised at how positive the feedback was. Every, no one that I have given one to has complained, not (laughs) a single person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll have to send you more samples. We actually have um, a different like sample packaging that we put together that actually has more information, like how it works on the back and stuff. So there's a lot more context than just mm-hmm. like the small box or the individual packaging. Perfect. Yes. I um trying to think here. I think the last one that you, you all sent me for samples was like the three pack that was in the little white bags that had a little card with it. Mm, so okay. that's, that is what I have given out lately to a few people. In okay. We have it. much better, like more descriptive, informative okay, sample pouches on the way. Um, so we'll have to send you some when they're done. What I care about most is that there is another awkward essentials pen in there that says, mind your jizzness. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I want that more than anything. I have one somewhere. I just, I'm not sure where it's at. It's probably in a bag somewhere, but I love that pen. A couple people actually did notice it when I was out in public. Sometimes they were like, does that say I'm like, yes, it does. That's so funny. <laughs> well, that, that I am not shocked at all that you had wonderful reviews. Again, you, you mentioned during the break that something that some people have come at you about is asking about studies and things like that. And you're, you all are not a medical product. You're just sort of a, a comfort product is how I have described it, you know, just personal care product. But I mean, do you have any plans in the works to even, even if it was just a survey of users, do you have any plans to do a little bit more research about maybe just some of the happy side effects? You know, because again, one thing I think about if you're removing semen, which often creates an imbalance in the vaginal microbiome, which then can lead to a series of like going between bacterial vaginosis and then you get a yeast infection. Then you're back to BV and it, I've gone through that cycle before. And I know it started with cum. <laughs> I know it did. <laughs> and I've not had that issue since I've started using cum sponge. So like in my mind, it logically makes sense why it's helped keep my microbiome a little bit happier. Um, but yeah, do you have any plans to do some studies to, to see if any of it really does have an effect? Yeah, we would like to, um, but we're just so small right now and mm -hmm. true studies are, I mean, extremely labor and time and capital intensive. Um, but to your point, we've heard a lot of really great, uh, anecdotal evidence from happy side effects. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, my happy side effects are enough for me to basically just be a raving fan talking about cum sponges all the time. So <laughs> we love that and we appreciate it. <laughs> You're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. We still have to talk about what you've got coming up with. Yeah. Now, what are you calling the product again? That's the, um, the cone for peeing on the road. <laughs> so our next product is called mainstream. Um, and it's a disposable pee funnel. It's made out of cardboard. It comes with uh, two pieces of toilet paper and in like this individual packet. So anytime that you don't want to sit down and pee in a porta potty or a bar bathroom or at a festival, um, mm -hmm. you can use this and stand up and pee. And if you can't find a trash can, you can stick it back in the little packet and then like, wait till you can find one. Uh, as someone with a, what I describe as a 40 year old bladder, I absolutely want some of those too. <laughs> I've had those moments where I've been stuck. Uh, my, my partner and I some, like to take road trips. He's from California and the drive from California to Missouri has quite a lot of stretches through Utah and Nevada that don't have bathrooms. So I've peed on a lot of roadsides, <laughs> like a lot of roadsides. If I make the mistake, especially of getting a latte in the morning, yeah. Better just have napkins in, in the glove box, like ready or something. But, uh, I, I see exactly why we need a product like that. hundred percent. We'll send you some. Yeah. I'm that person who's like, I have to pee, mm -hmm. like we need to stop. I have to pee. And so that was really, um, the thought process behind it and just porta potties and like, so bar mm -hmm. bathrooms and with the world opening back up with all like the festivals that are happening. Um, it's, it's just not fair that we can't be anywhere. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Men, men, I know that men sometimes go into a porta potty and they look down they're like, man, I feel sorry for ladies, <laughs> but 
y'all just the joy of standing up to pee and not having to sit on other people's bodily fluids. Yeah. And you, you, you know how you it. like lay down the toilet paper and try to create your own like thing and you're like hovering. It's just, it's, um, it's tough. So we're excited about it. And it seems like people are a little bit more comfortable talking about pee than come. <laughs> so <laughs> we, you know, we say, we just, we like all the bodily fluids. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, I mean, especially with the coming in, like, like awkward essentials, I'm sure there's all sorts of personal care products that could fit underneath that umbrella. Um, so it, is that the route that you're planning on taking is just continuing to, to innovate care products like this? Yeah. So we really love behind the bathroom door problems is kind mm-hmm. of the way that we put it. So all those things that you do in the bathroom that you like, don't really talk to anyone about. I, the example I use a lot is I can't tell you how many times I've taken like tweezers to my crotch to like dig out some ingrown hair or what yeah. I think is an ingrown hair. I'm like, what is this dark line? So um, there's all these things that we do and it's the majority of us, but we just don't have those conversations. And so our goal is utilitarian products um, to help those whether or not it's an issue for you. I mean, some people don't mind cum in their vagina and that's totally fine too. Or they don't mind sticking their fingers up in their vagina and digging it out. Yeah. I'm not one of them. I am not one of them. I'm not one of them that wants to sit over the toilet, kind of practicing my Kegels, trying to squeeze it out for 10 minutes or no, just give me my cum sponge. I'm fine. And we've heard from a lot of pelvic floor therapists that it's not good to like push it out. Mm -hmm. Um, because like you can like give yourself a prolapse or something. So oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess you would just kind of want to just sit there and let it like gravity do its job. But even then no guarantees. And, and some, some of us are busy. We got places to go. Some people are totally fine with it. Or some people say that they can pee it out, which doesn't make sense to me because it's a different hole, but you know, <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, the, the times that guys have said to me like, Oh, well, don't you need to go like pee it out? I'm like, not how it works. Urination after sex is just to prevent a UTI because things went up my urethral opening. So has nothing to, if, if cum falls out of me, it's sheer luck, dude. And I would make fun of those men. So there's a lot of, um, women who say it too, in our comments. I know, I know. And I'm having not been with a, I'm a bisexual woman, but having not been with many women, and obviously that's not happening during those incidents. I've never been around another woman say like, Oh, got to go pee out the cum. Yeah. So my, my only experience happens to be with gentlemen who I judged as completely inept (laughs) and like they had terrible sex education. I was like, Oh, sweetheart, you just don't understand biology. (laughs) But Uh, what is really nice is actually, we do see a lot of men we're purchasing our product, um, for the partner, uh, which is really kind to be honest. Like we'll get some chats in like from men that are like, Oh yeah. Like my partner talks about this, like this makes sense. Um, so it is, it, it is really sweet. <laughs> That's a good man. <laughs> That's a good man right there. <laughs> ah, well, yeah, I think that it's wonderful that you feel comfortable doing the behind the bathroom door products. Cause I think that there's probably lots of other things out there that are much needed. Um, but I feel like you're off to a great start. I mean, you made a huge flash with the comp sponge. I'm sure that mainstream is going to be 
pretty big. Actually, I did once have a friend buy me, I think it was called a Pez. It was like a reusable silicone piece that you, you know, put up there. No wipes though, no toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my only complaint is like, I'm still left with a mess. And then I still got to put something back into a bag and then wash it later. And like, I'm sorry, but again, that is something I would rather have a disposable product for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the silicone ones are great and they totally work for a lot of people. Um, but I'm not personally comfortable putting it back in my purse or my backpack. Um, same here. so yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same, same way. I think I took it to a festival once because I'm, I used to go to Bonnaroo pre-pandemic. Uh, I think I only used it once out in the woods, but other times I just found like opportunities to squat. I was just too like skeeved out by the idea of using it and then putting it back in my fanny pack. I just couldn't get mentally over that. So I guess you have to have like a dedicated bag for it or something. I don't know. It had a, it had a plastic resealable bag. Okay. I don't know. You know how like those things could get like on the edges, it might just not quite go over far enough to seal. Then you turn yeah. it the wrong way and then you've got piss all over your vape pen and I'm not about that life. So <laughs> Don't mess up my drugs with urine. I'm sorry. I just touched the wrong part of my vape pen and I don't. Well, my cash is kind of wet. What's going on here? No, not having it. So um, next festival I go to, I will make sure to order some, some mainstreams to, to have, because also the porta potties get really, really disgusting, really fast. We'll send you some, um, remind me after we'll send you some. Thank you. So Francis, how do the people find you and find Awkward Essentials online? We are at awkwardessentials.com. Our handle on every single social channel is Awkward Essentials, except Twitter. On Twitter, we're at Essentials. Um, and yeah, if anyone wants to email us, they can email us at hey at awkwardessentials.com or chat in with us on our website. I mean, it's me on the other end half the time. So happy to talk, answer any questions that your listeners might have. Um, but thank you for having me, Kristen. This is awesome. Absolutely. And congratulations on your little one that you're, you're baking right now. Um, I know you're not that far off from, from your due date. So congratulations on your first little one. Thank you. It, I mean, she could come right now. I, you know, like it's, <laughs> you're that close. You are that close. Yes. So I appreciate you taking time out of your day to, That's to talk I was to like, me. You should do this sooner rather than later, because I, you know, it, I might not <laughs> be <Absolutely>. awake. <laughs> yes. Hey, is your, is you or anyone from your company planning on going to any like conferences or trade shows or anything like that this year? Yeah, we're actually going to be at South by Southwest. Um, our COO is speaking on Sunday um, <laughs> on a panel with other women, but I'd be there if I wasn't um, mm-hmm. 37 weeks pregnant. And so uh, he'll be there. And then later in the year, we don't really have that uh, plans yet, um, but I'm sure you'll see us around. I mean, we'd love to sample mainstream at more like festivals and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. So maybe you'll see us at, I don't know, Burning Man, Coachella. Who knows? Mm. Well, my partner and I were talking about trying to figure out if we're going to go to a festival together later this year. So if we pick one, I'll, fi- I'll find out if you're going to be there. Yeah. But I mean, well, pro- me personally with a newborn, I don't know. Well, like, um, awkward essentials will be there. I want to come say hi to y'all. There's sure. a lot of really great festivals in California. I'm sure your, your partner knows. Yes. Coachella is probably a little, little too big for him. I'm okay with big festivals, but I think we got to start him off small. So we, we're, we're going to find bottle, something. Maybe. Which one? 
Lightning in a bottle. Okay. Yeah. Mm, that's a good one to check out. Yes, but wait, it's on the docket. We're we're both looking for houses as well as looking for vacations right now. So, <laughs> and, and to me, a, a festival is a vacation. So, yeah, no, definitely both pretty fun. Well, housing can be less fun. It really depends. Well, uh, legit talk had a little fire in our bedroom this morning from a, a sconce on the wall. Like heard oh. it start popping. <gasps> it woke. It's what woke us up. And then I felt the metal, and it was hot. So like. Had to stop a fire in my wall this morning. So we are moving. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. We are getting out of this fucking rental. It's, it's <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm over it. We are going to buy a house. I don't care what issues come up with that. At least are issues that I can fix and know that they're fixed because yeah. I paid the person to fix it. They're so. yours. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So anyway, well, Francis, this has been an absolute pleasure. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show today. And I wish you all the best in your endeavors with awkward essentials. I'm going to keep being a raving fan and sending people your way. Absolutely. I thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to keep them coming with open the doors coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we talked about during the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and TikTok, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my safe for work or not safe for work email list, which I call the dirty bird. If you want less censored content about sex and relationships and want to know what I'm up to, please subscribe to that list. Send me an email, Kristen at Open the Doors Coaching, if you have a question.